Hey there, it's Kate Swoboda, also known as Kate Courageous. I'm the creator of YourCourageousLife.com, the director of the Courageous Living Coach Certification at TeamCLCC.com, and author of the book, The Courage Habit. In my continuing quest as a multi-potentialite, I also talk about teaching the teachers over at Facilitate with Impact. And now I'm the host of a new podcast, the Your Courageous Life podcast. We're going to talk about going after what you want and living a more courageous, emotionally resilient life. I might drop a couple of F-bombs, so don't listen with your kids in the backseat. And here we go. All right, then. So I'm excited to talk about today's topic because it's been a big one for me. First things first, just think to yourself, anybody here, raise your hand if you notice that you chronically feel tired. Chronically feel tired. Ay, ay, ay. It's like the modern age, right? We're, we're tired a lot. And there are some biochemical things that you can do that'll make your little heart sing and go pitter-patter. And there are plenty of great resources that are out there that will make you feel energized and make you feel less tired. And um, you are more than welcome to check all of them out. I do feel, by the way, that it is my duty to share with all of you that taking a methylated B12 supplement in the morning, only in the morning, people, because it will give you energy, methylated B12, not regular. Check it with your doctor. I'm not a doctor. You have to talk to your qualified medical professional, but methylated B12. Zing. It's pretty great. But there are plenty of wellness and health and nutrition options for you to consider when it comes to not feeling so tired. I'm going to talk today about a huge way that many of us end up feeling tired, and it is when we do not protect our energy. This podcast today is going to be all about how to protect your energy. So here's the world that we live in, right? Not that you're going to find this any great of a shock, but we have stuff coming at us like never before. You know, if you are just a living, breathing human being, Most people these days have smartphones. Most people these days are on social media. The smartphones are giving you the notifications. The app stops working. If you don't update the app, so you'd better go update the app. The email is dinging at you. The social media notifications are coming at you. And I've already done another podcast that was all about breaking up with your cell phone, letting go of the cell phone, doing the digital sabbatical. And some might say that that podcast is just about that, but it, I really think it's about the gateway to living with more sovereignty in your life. So it's like <laughs> you need to get off of the technology a little bit so that your greater purpose has some room to come in. But when I'm talking about protecting your energy today, I'm talking all about managing the impulse to have expectations. Managing your impulse to have expectations. Holding expectations, whether consciously or unconsciously, can be a huge energy drain. Stop for just a second and actually think about where in your life you hold expectations. And there are some places where communicating your expectations is, of course, 
just how it goes. If you are in a leadership role of some kind, particularly at work, you need to communicate your expectations to the people you're delegating work to on your team. Otherwise, that puts them in a position of never knowing whether or not they're going to hit performance standards. So I'm talking about something a little more nuanced than that kind of an environment. I'm talking about where you hold expectations around your goals, where you hold expectations about other people changing, where you hold expectations about how people are going to respond in a disagreement. Here are a couple places where this might be playing out. And as I describe each of these, just considering your own life if this is familiar. So I'm director of the Courageous Living Coach Certification. We've been certifying and training coaches for many, many years now. And I know that my own experience when I first became a coach was this, working on my business and holding expectations that success was going to look a certain way and come within a certain amount of time. So it's not bad to work on your business and it's not bad to be optimistic and hope for the best, for great success, for tons of money, piles of cash, reaching people, changing the world, helping people live better lives. It's, it's all great stuff. But I will suffer every single time as soon as I get locked into some kind of expectation that the success is going to look a certain way or come within a certain time frame. Expectations. I'll give you another example. And this, by the way, that last example, that can apply to like anything. So think about projects. Think about you know, the last time you said, I'm going to organize my house or clean out my garage. The last time that you were like, okay, I'm going to get this much done during a certain week. I mean, there are all kinds of vehicles where this exact same scenario will play itself out. All right, here's another example. This is a pretty common one too. I'm guilty as charged with this one. Doing personal growth work and then expecting others to change because you have changed. Doing personal growth work and expecting others to change because you have changed. Where this is looked or how this is looked in my own life are those times where I go, okay, I'm going to work on me. I don't want to have this conflict with this person anymore, or I don't want to feel intimidated around them anymore, or I don't, you know, just, I want, I, I want a different relationship. I want to be all about the love, right? And that is, again, very great work to do. Very great vision-driven, values-driven, optimistic, hopeful work to do. But the second I get locked into an expectation that because I am now showing up to the conflict with my calm, enlightened, ready to discuss things in a mature manner voice, that the other person will too, I'm holding expectations. Don't get me wrong, in any conflict, of course, both people need to use respectful communication when trying to talk about that conflict. I'm not saying that if you show up and you're being respectful and the other person is just being a total asshole, too bad for you, of course you're hopeful that when you show up in a certain way that that will provide some kind of change or open some kind of doorway for the other person to show up a certain way. But you'll know you're locked into expectations if you start getting mad that they didn't show up a certain way. 
I'll give you a third example. I see a lot of this happening, and this is a place to protect your energy. Talking about social justice change online. I mean, there are so many people trying to do such great work. And if you have ever driven by one of those Facebook threads where somebody is trying to get someone else to see that, well, frankly, that they're being a complete bigot and that they're, <laughs> they're, they're wanting to enact political policies that are only ever going to hurt people who don't already have a lot of power. And it's exhausting and it's a ton of work. And people jump in. I've jumped in before. Lots of people jump in. But here's the thing. You got to learn how to recognize. And this is where you drop the expectations. You got to learn how to recognize when the people that you are arguing with online, they are not going to change. They are just not going to change. And so you got to protect your energy in the face of that. But again, here's what I mean when I talk about protecting your energy so that you don't get worn down and exhausted and tired. I'm not saying that you just give up. This is very nuanced. If someone is being disrespectful to me, if I have a family member who's being disrespectful to me, even though they might not ever change how they treat me or talk to me, I'm not going to give up on speaking into the fact that I want to be talked to in a way that feels co-creative, that feels respectful, where we both can have our concerns heard and where we can talk something through. I'm not going to give up on that. I will continue to speak into it as often as is necessary. But I suffer when I go into it thinking, now I've spoken into it, they're going to change. No set you up, set you up every time to be disappointed. Same thing on working on your business. If I go into any launch going, this is going to make me a million gazillion dollars. So this is going to help so many people in this way. And then this is going to pave the way for this and this and this other thing to happen. That hope and that optimism are great. Don't stop working on your business or on some project at work or giving it your all, whatever your goals in life are. Just don't get tied up in the expectation that it is going to happen in a certain way or that you're going to get X amount of recognition or that really any expectation is going to automatically happen because you are putting forth your best work or because you are creating something that you really believe in. This is about you protecting your energy. And this is also about you stepping into a way of being that is fully aligned and fully in integrity for you. I'll give a couple more examples to try to flesh this out a little bit. If I work on my business and all the years when I did work on my business, when I was still working a salary job, I was in credit card debt, uh, you know, I was really financially struggling, I would launch something and there were crickets. And trust me, those days happened. If I was only in it to get the externalized recognition or money or whatever it was, then I'm going to burn out really quickly. But if I'm in it because I believe in living my life in a way where, hey, even if it never works out, it matters to me that this is how I chose to spend my days, 
that's a winning strategy. That's an uplifting strategy even. I mean, there are times where people who walk with that strategy, and I certainly know that that's been me, it's like, it's, it's exciting to get up in the morning and go work on this project or thing. You have no idea how it's going to turn out, but it matters to you to do it because this is how you want to live. In any relationship where there's conflict with someone else, if I'm conflicted with my husband, with my in-laws, with a coworker, with anyone, if I show up and I speak in ways that are respectful with that person. And I'm only speaking that way because I hope they are going to be respectful with me. Or if I start getting angry when they aren't respectful with me. And then if I were to go, oh, well, see, this respect thing doesn't work. So what's the point? No, 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 no. I speak with respect because that's how I want to live. Because that's integrity. Because I don't feel right in my soul or in my life when I live in any way that's different. That's why you look at the people in your life who are the most annoying fucking people in the world and you go, deep breath, compassion. I'm not going to let them abuse me. I will speak up about that. I will remove myself from their presence if needed. But I'm not going to treat them in any way that doesn't feel aligned within me. And same thing with these discussions that happen online and in other various forums. You need to protect your energy, really, truly, because the resistance needs our resilience. And there are a lot of people who are feeling really worn down. Every single time I see one of my Trump-loving relatives pass through my Facebook feed, and they are posting, I mean, you know, the thing I, I saw the most outrage from them over was, you know, Kaepernick taking a knee. It's like when I see that stuff post through, pass through my feed, I say something about it. I say something about it every time. And they can argue back and they can get their friends in and they can pile on. And I'm just going to keep on being consistent and speaking up every time. But I'm protecting my energy in the sense that I am not going to emotionally labor for hours of my day on Facebook trying to get them to change their minds when they are probably not going to change their minds. You know where I'm going to spend that time instead? Somewhere where I can do more good in the world. Volunteering. Helping the helpers, the people who are in support roles for all these causes that we want to support. Figuring out some way to give back. It just, it does nothing for me and it doesn't actually change them to get into like one of those really long, you know, Facebook thread arguments. So as part of protecting your energy in those situations, what I invite you to is to really know where you stand and to really understand that there are some people who... You can call them out, you can call them in, you can do whatever. They're not going to suddenly do an about face and go, oh my gosh, you're so right. How could I have not seen it? No. Speak your piece. Engage with them to the degree that they are indicating that they can be engaged with. And the second that all their friends pile on or they start, you know, using fighting words or whatever, like there's no engagement to be had there. Protect your energy. I thought of a metaphor for this. All right. So if I'm in my in my neighborhood and I, I see that there is a public open space like a park and it is overgrown with weeds 
and it's looking really junky. It might take down my home property values because it looks really gross. Uh, maybe there's some vermin, rats, mice, something like that that I'm worried about. Um, you know, all that stuff. I don't like it. As far as I can tell, I got three choices. I can A, call the city and ask that they fix it, demand that they fix it, call them every day if I need to, to say, hey, you know, we got this park, it's overgrown. Maintaining parks is within the purview of the city's parks and recreation department. I need you to come fix this. I can, I can make this my cause, right? I can keep speaking up. And they might ignore my voicemails. They might ignore my emails. But if I decide that it is important for me to get this problem fixed, then I will decide here are the actions that I can take until it gets fixed. One of them is to keep speaking up and out about the problem. Another action that I could potentially take is I could decide to ignore it and let it go. I could just decide, you know what, this park's problem doesn't bother me anymore. Or I could decide to clean up the park myself. I could decide I'm going to go over there. Maybe I'll see if I can get a couple people to help me. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to clean up the park. And as long as you're aligned with any of those choices, really any of them can work. There are people in our lives who we sometimes get into conflict with and they are not treating us very well. You know, if you have a real disagreement with your in-laws and they are constantly making comments about your weight or little jabs or not making you feel welcome, by all means, in this metaphor with the park where you call the city over and over and you say, I need this to be fixed, by all means, with your in-laws, you can decide I need this to be fixed. Here's what I need. If you're going to engage with me in any way, if we're going to be in one another's company, this is what I require. But the second that you hold expectations that they're going to then go, oh, you've told us what you need. Now I'm going to be different. That's the tripwire because that's where you're going to get frustrated and suffering and angry. And as soon as you're frustrated and suffering and angry that they didn't change because you told them to, then your energy sags. And you need that energy for the places in your life where you have more possibility of change. You need that energy for your self-care to get the hell away from in-laws who are being mean to you. Or you need that energy for figuring out strategies to not be triggered by them anymore. Or you need that energy for the next time that you're going to need to speak into, I expect to be treated differently. I'm a member of this family and it doesn't work for me when you yell at me or when you make comments about my body or, or whatever rude thing is happening in this hypothetical example. You can decide that you want to ignore the rude in-laws, just like you can decide that you want to ignore the park. You can decide that you want to clean up that park yourself. And in this metaphor with the in-laws, cleaning up the park yourself might look like just deciding not to be in their presence or buffing yourself up so much emotionally that like nothing they say really can get to you anymore. That's, that's another option too. But it won't work. It will only make you suffer if you decide to choose any of these options and then get mad that you, you know, if in this parks example, for instance, 
if you clean up the park in your neighborhood, you can't then go get mad that you weren't paid for the labor or that the city didn't thank you for doing the work or that you never heard them say, I promise not to do it again. I mean, you can get mad about that. But my point is that that's where the suffering happens. That's where the energy drain happens. All right, so life is inherently nuanced, and I'm so aware that as I'm saying some of these things in this podcast, you might be thinking to yourself, well, what are you saying? That there's something wrong with people getting angry? No, 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 of course not. It's more like, let's say, again, let's go with like an in-laws kind of example. Let's go with this hypothetical example that my in-laws are always making comments about my body. In real life, my in-laws do not make comments about my body, and this example is not a passive-aggressive example about them. Disclaimer, right? But let's just say that's the case so that we can play with this a little bit about how you would protect your energy. If that is happening, okay, I can have a very normal human response of feeling anger, which is probably really hurt, that someone was rude or unkind to me. It's just really normal. This is how this is how it, how it goes. Like you're a human being having a human experience, and feeling angry in response to someone mistreating you is, of course, normal, and is 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 of course something that you get to process through. So, by all means, what I would probably do in that situation, using the skill set that I have now, is remove myself from being in their presence, go deal with some of those feelings myself scream into a pillow if I need to, talk to a friend and get some kind of support, have some way of actually venting out that top level of anger so that then I can get to clear thinking and I can come back and I can actually be more effective in solving the very real problem that's happening here, which is that someone's mistreating me and that I don't want that mistreatment to continue. And instead of just getting reactively angry, I want to own my authentic experience of anger. I want to have my feelings of anger, but not get into a constant dance of reaction with this person, which is only going to drain my energy. What I've just described is probably sounding like a kind of crazy concept to most people. Most of us are never taught how to deal with our emotion. The only thing that we are ever taught is what we see and what is modeled in front of us. And for most of us, what is modeled in front of us is you hit me, I hit you back. You made me sad, so I'm going to hurt you to make you sad. You pissed me off, so I'm going to yell at you about it. And then because I yelled at you, you're pissed at me, so I'm going to yell back. And then it's just madness. It drains your energy. And I'm saying protect your energy. In this hypothetical example, again, with in-laws, Stop. Remove yourself from their presence if you find that the anger is coming up so bad that you just want to react. Go do something to take care of your anger. Your anger is normal. It's not pathology. Do something to take care of your anger so that you can then move into clearer thinking about the, the top level surface problem at hand, which is that someone is mistreating you and you don't like it. From there, you become more empowered to actually speak into what you want to see change and find out whether or not they are at all in the game of changing it with you. If they're not in the game of changing it with you, you can then make more choices about stepping away. And by the way, let's get vulnerable here. 
when people are not in the game of trying to change something for the better, a lot of times it's easier for us to be in the anger around that than it is to be in the hurt around that. I don't know about you, but I feel a very real despair in my soul (laughs) when I have given something that I care about my all and there are crickets. When I am trying with everything that I know to heal a relationship and the other person seems to have no interest. When I am trying to speak up and out because there are people whose lives and survival are at stake based on the political policies that are being put forth and instead I'm met with some ridiculous side argument about freaking Hillary's emails or whatever. Ay, ay, ay. I feel some level of despair in those situations. It's easier to turn to anger and to be pissed than it is to really sink down into the fact that when we are hurting and we try to engage someone else to stop the hurt and they don't want to engage, that's painful. So once again, when we are trying to do things that that prompt change, whether they're our own personal projects or in our interpersonal relationships or in the wider world. When we're doing that, we need to maintain a difference between hope and expectation. Hope is different than expectation. I keep my optimism. I continue to hope. I hold the highest vision that I know how to hold. I think consciously about the way that I might be able to make an impact or affect some kind of change on any level, and I put my best effort behind that. My point is that the place where we will fall apart is the place where we hold expectations that because we did our work, somebody else is going to do theirs. The hope will still be there that because I'm doing my work or I'm speaking out or I'm trying to make something different, that someone else will join me in that. But if I, if I go into it from the get-go with this idea that that's what's going to happen and then it doesn't happen, then I am massively disappointed. So you got to hold no expectations. This is very difficult to do. I am not saying that it's easy. It is not like flipping a light switch. In fact, what I've found is that to not hold expectations, I have to basically trip up and notice and fail, (laughs) or let's flip that fail and then notice over and over and over the places where I was holding expectations. But there's a deeper and much more enlivening place that we can get to with this, and I alluded to it earlier. And it's that if I take any kind of action in my life because it's aligned with my values and who I want to be and how I want to live, I need to take that action for those reasons. If I decide to start a business, I need to do it because it's who I want to be and it's aligned with my values and it's how I want to live. Not because I think I'm going to get some kind of payout not because anybody's going to come to me and say, you changed my life. Those are gratifying aspects of starting a business. I'm not setting up a binary where one is right, one is wrong, none of that. I'm saying that to protect my own energy and to keep my focus in the place where it's most healthy for me, 
my emphasis is going to be on I'm doing this not to get recognition, not to get money, not to get any approval, not to get anything external to me. I'm doing it because it aligns with my values and who I want to be and how I want to live. The same thing is true in any of my personal relationships. If I have had a conflict with someone in my life, I need to show up in that conflict in a way that I can be proud of, in a way that, again, that alignment with values, that integrity, taking action in that relationship, whether it's with my tone of voice or my word choice or when I bring it up or any of those things, I need to do it because that's how I want to live. Not because if I do it, they'll somehow be different. I mean, on some level, that's just manipulation. And same thing goes for anything that we want to be different in the world, that I want to be different in the world. I am going to speak up and out because that's who I am, because that's integrity, because that's my values, because that's alignment, because I feel that it is what is right. And if you really want to know, I speak up and out a lot because there will come a day, I am sure, given the hell that is being wrought right now, when my daughter goes, Mom, what the hell was going on? (laughs) You know? And what I want to do is be able to look at her and say, I did everything I could that I knew how to do. And as soon as I knew how to do better, I tried to do better. I did everything in my capacity to be able to do. Again, not because I thought that my political action was going to somehow change things overnight. That would be hubris. That would be crazy. There are a lot of people who have been doing a lot more than me for a lot longer than me who have not yet managed to completely and totally overhaul systems of dysfunction. But that does not mean that we give up. We don't give up. We don't give up on trying to make the world a better place just because we aren't getting our way, just because we aren't seeing the political system change. So protect your energy. Notice where you start getting caught up in expectations and thinking that if you do what's right, someone else will automatically do what's right. (laughs) The world just doesn't work that way. If anything... From what I understand of what I've read about social psychological change, so group social sociological change, the psychology of groups, if anything, it's not saying to someone, you should be different, that makes them different. If anything, it's when we are simply modeling what a different world looks like or a different relationship looks like or a different approach to business or a project looks like. It's when we are setting an example that people are most likely to get on board with what we're trying to do. And again, don't get me wrong, I am not saying that anger is never appropriate. I'm not saying that sometimes, sometimes we need to raise our voices and yell. I am not talking about tone policing and I'm not talking about being endlessly polite and hoping that uh, your in-laws or the world or that person you want to approve your, your project in the world is going to just be like, oh, it's so great. I'm not talking about that. We are humans. We are authentic. We are real. We suffer. We get angry. We get sad. We get stuck in things. That's how it goes. What I'm saying 
is that the more we can notice where we get caught in expectations and pause that and dial it back and go, hold on a minute. I'm not doing this to get that result over there. I'm doing this because this is my integrity. It is who I am and it is how I am choosing to live my days on this earth. That is true power. That will give you the energy to keep going even when the challenges arise and they will arise. That is how you live a life where you are aligning your values and your actions to the highest degree, even when it feels really, really, really fucking difficult to do so. All right, so here's what I'm going to suggest you do to close out this episode of the podcast. Think about some kind of personal project. Think about some kind of personal relationship. Think about some kind of point of view change that you'd really like the world to adopt. And for each of those, think about where you hold expectations and where that isn't working for you. Actually spend some time journaling. Try to determine what that line looks like between the place where you continue to speak up and out or hold your optimism or have a vision for what kind of change is possible and where it devolves into becoming expectations. And once you're stuck in those, you feel gritty and angry and irritated. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. As always, I so appreciate any iTunes reviews that you might share. You can also head over to yourcourageouslife.com forward slash begin to get oh, access to an entire library of courageous resources. You can join the private Courage Habit group on Facebook. Just search for Courage Habit and you'll find it. And I am always loving interacting with people on social media. Instagram's my personal favorite. Instagram.com forward slash Kate Courageous. Hope to see you there. And again, thanks so much for listening.